wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com and get all the parts your car will ever need with an amazing selection and reliably low prices. So on this show, we're going to take to Reddit. I went to the th- to the uh, Royals subreddit and I asked for your questions and you guys delivered a ton of questions. If you have questions for the show or topics you want to hear me discuss, you can go to Twitter. I already gave it. Or if you don't have Twitter, you can email the show LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. Email over there. Also, baseball season is back. It's going to come back, hopefully. Uh, so we will have a fantasy baseball season. And as I've been saying since January, if you want to play fantasy baseball against me, email LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. If you've already done that, a lot of you have already emailed there uh, prior to the suspended season. If you've already done that, go ahead and resend an email for me and let me know you still want to play, you still want to get in. It's free to enter. Uh, if you if you win the league, you'll get something from me. I'm not sure what it is yet, but you'll get some sort of uh, prize for winning the league. Just something to build a community here and have some interaction between all of us. So if you want to play fantasy baseball, email LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com, or you can go on Twitter and my DMs are open. Just DM me your ESPN username. I'll send you out an invite to it. It's going to be a head-to-head league. Uh, the draft will be you know, probably like July 20th after we get through uh, spring training 2.0. See if there's anyone injured. See if there's anyone that's opting out. That way you don't waste a pick. You know, If you draft somebody tomorrow and then they get – Tommy John surgery in three weeks before the season starts. You don't want to waste that pick. So that's the plan for that uh, fantasy draft. I know a lot of you had already RSVP'd for that. So if you just want to re-up that and let me know you're still interested in that, we can move on. So again, today's episode will be all about your questions from Reddit. So you guys are going to drive the show today. I do want to say at the top of the show, baseball's back. We're all excited. I do understand the coronavirus. I do understand the fact that it's going up around the world, and even inside of the baseball world, it's going up. There's players from you know, six or seven teams already that have tested positive. However, let's just live in the positive on this podcast for right now. And you, you can say it's blissful ignorance or whatever you want to say, but I'll talk about coronavirus canceling the season whenever coronavirus cancels the season. I understand it's a real threat. I understand uh, that baseball is not officially back until they throw a first pitch, but... I'm not going to harp on that for the for the rest of the, the month. I'm not going to harp on that until we get to opening day. I understand that coronavirus is real. I understand that coronavirus could end this season. But we're going to operate like there's baseball until they, until they tell us otherwise. So, let's start with the first question on Reddit. This is from Lennonlover42069197. And they have two questions. The first question is, 
Uh, it's a ways away, but with Montessi, Bobby Witt Jr., and now Nick Lofton all appearing as plus defenders locked in at, at shortstop, uh, lesser, to the lesser extent Lofton, how do you project these three panning out? So, a lot of people get drafted at shortstop. There are a ton of people who get drafted at shortstop and then move to other positions. Uh, for, for these three specifically, Mondesi, uh, Witt Jr., and Lofton, you can see any of those guys moving around the infield a little bit. Uh, second base would be a, a good option if, if my guy Nicky Lopez does not work out, although you know that this is a Nick, Nicky Lopez fan podcast, so that's not going to happen. Nicky Lopez is going to have a great year this year. So, you know, it, it's hard to predict, right, where the guys are going to move and what guys are going to do, but I will just remind you that a lot of these stars you see at other positions started at shortstop. Even in the minor leagues, they started at shortstop. Uh, but out of those three, I know that we love the artist formerly, formerly known as Raul Mondesi. I know that we love him. I think Bobby Witt Jr. is a better player. I, I think that he will be a better player whenever he gets called up to Kansas City. Uh, so I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure if they slide him to third. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can do with the infield. But um, out of those three, give me Bobby Witt Jr. is the best player. I would still say Mondesi stays at shortstop, though. And Witt moves, uh, you know, Bobby Witt moves to third, probably. Uh, as for Nick Lofton, you know, I'm not really sure what he's going to do. Uh, he could be a utility infielder. Uh, if he's better than that, then he can be, uh, you know, you're running out of positions here if you, if you think that Montessi will pan out. And then, of course, I think that Bobby Witt Jr. will be amazing. So, you know, Lofton's an interesting case. Maybe move him to the outfield. I'm not sure how his, um, how his range can be out there. But to answer your question, again, I wouldn't worry too much about them all being shortstops because a lot of people start at shortstop in the in the draft process and then they move to other positions. Uh, but as far as the best player in all of this, even though we all love Alberto Mondesi, I'm still going to go with Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, I just love what he's done so far in his young career. Obviously, he's drafted right out of high school. Uh, I love the projections for him. I think he's going to be awesome. The second question they had is that with a number of top undrafted talents signing in Kansas City, citing their organization and their commitment to their players and staff, do you see this translating to a favorable conditions in the actual free agency market or even the trade market? Again, with trade market being that guys waive their no trade clause to come to Kansas City. So I can see this being um, favorable for the guys that aren't superstars. Like obviously Mookie Betts is not going to say, you know what, I know I can get $30 million from the Dodgers this year. I know I can go back to Boston for $25 million. I'm going to go to Kansas City for 15 because they they love their players. They're committed to their players. And I don't think that that's what you meant. I, I think where this can help Kansas City is getting a guy that's a journeyman, getting a utility guy, getting somebody who was drafted late and then made it made it big in the big leagues, um, getting someone like that who whose story really coincides with those players that the Royals protected. Because that's who they protected in all of this. No team, you know, were just saying, screw their first-round picks. The, the players that got released were players drafted in like the 30th and 40th round, who, who the, the organization didn't have a lot vested in them. And those picks can oftentimes turn into very good players. Gerard Dyson, Lorenzo Kane. So I, I think that when it comes to those players who really you need on a baseball team to to glue it all together. I think those players could look at Kansas City more favorably now uh, and, and could say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Kansas City. I'm going to be the, you know, 
utility guy and I'm going to help them contend. Whenever it is that the Royals get back to contending, uh, I'm going to help them do that because they protected guys like me. They protected guys that got drafted in the 17th round like Lorenzo Cain, that got drafted in like the 50th round like Gerard Dyson. They protected their own, so I'm going to go help them out. Uh, and then in the trade market, obviously the Royals would not be trading for anyone unless they were a good team. You know, you saw them in 2015 trade for Johnny Cueto and trade for Ben Zobrist. If they were good and they did make a trade for somebody who was who had a no trade clause, which obviously means that they're pretty dang good if their contract gave them no, a no trade clause, I think that, that Dayton Moore has cultivated an environment to where as long as they're contending, as long as the Royals are playing good baseball, that people would agree to be traded here. I really do. Uh, so, again, it's not going to impact superstar signings like Mookie Betts. Um, but it would impact somebody, you know, like a Ben Zobrist who can do everything uh, at this point in his career. He can still uh, do everything very well. Uh, he's not a superstar, not even an all-star anymore, uh, but he was drafted in the sixth round uh, at a Dallas Baptist. You know, he didn't have a ton of expectations, uh, and then he's made a, an entire career for himself uh, going 14 years in the big leagues. So, you know, if he was somebody that wanted to sign somewhere, I think that he'd give a lot of credence coming back to Kansas City, uh, but using him, not necessarily the name Ben Zobers, because obviously we know his story, but someone of that caliber, someone drafted you know, later than the first two, three rounds, someone who's not a superstar, but they are really valuable still. Someone like that could say, man, I really love what Dayton Moore did for his players and standing up for his players. Uh, I like that culture. I'm going to go ahead and join that team. So I don't think that you meant superstars. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that's the kind of players that this can really impact here. And on the trade market, though, I think that it could impact some superstars. I mean, uh, to tie this back to the NBA, you look at Carmelo Anthony waving his no-trade clause to go to Oklahoma City. That, that, that was because of the culture that Oklahoma City had. I think that it's the same thing in Kansas City. It's a small market team that can get a huge marquee name in the trade market if they are good and if they're trying to contend. Uh, and since they have that good culture, an older all-star could waive his no-trade clause to go to Kansas City, go to a smaller market team, uh, and try to win another World Series. So that leads us right into the next question. This is from, oh gosh, I'm just going to spell your name because I don't know how to spell I don't know how to say it. Uh, P-R-E-Z-U-I-W-F on Reddit. How many years do you think it'll be before we are contending again and why? So, technically speaking, and I told you this on Reddit, I, I think that they're going to contend this year. I, I think that every team in a 60-game sprint is going to contend. This is a 60-game season. It's going to be like a football season. Everybody around baseball has to live and die with every game. I think that the Yankees are one of the best teams in baseball, but if they go, you know, two and six out the gate, the pressure's on. And as we know in baseball, when the pressure is on, you start pressing, and when you start pressing, you start losing. So a lot of these teams who we expect to be great are on the hot seat. And all it would take is for a team like the Royals, who no one is really expecting to be good, to have a hot start. Go out of the gate eight and two. Get out of the gate, you know, eight eight and you know, eight and one, whatever it is, get out of the gate hot. And you're right in there. I mean, it's 60 games. If you get a hot two weeks to start the season, you've almost locked yourself into the playoffs. So technically speaking, I think that they're going to contend this year. And I know that that's not really the spirit of your question, so I will answer it as a legitimate contending team, as, as a team that you look at preseason and say, hey, 
that team can go the distance. That team can go 162 and be a really good ball club. Um, I don't think it's the, I don't think it would have been this year had you played a full season. I don't think it'll be next year either. Uh, I, I think about two or three years from now, two or three years from this point, because of the fact that you drafted college pitching, you didn't draft high school guys on the mound. You drafted a ton of college pitching. Uh, due to that, they're going to be more progressed. They're going to be ready to go. I mean, realistically, you could see Brady Singer up here this year. Uh, you could see a- uh, Asa Lacey up here this year. I talked about that yesterday. Um, you know, if this team was good, if this team was a contending team on paper, uh, Asa Lacey could be a Brennan Finnegan type. And if you remember Brennan Finnegan, although his career did not really pan out that, that rookie season, he pitched in the College World Series in June. He pitched in the World Series that October. So... I think that Ace Lacey is that kind of guy. He, he, he can play in the big leagues year one. So if this team was contending, I think that you're already going to be ready to have Singer up here and Lacey up here. Given the fact that you draft college pitching, this team's going to be able to contend in about two, three years. Because I've said it before on this podcast that pitching is the currency and it's easier to find a competitive lineup. You look at this Royals lineup and it's competitive. I mean, you look at this Royals lineup, top to bottom. Is it the best lineup in baseball? No, no, it's not the best lineup in baseball. Is it the best lineup in the Central? No, it's not the best lineup in the Central. But it's a competitive game. It's a competitive lineup day in and day out. I think I personally believe in Michael Franco turning it around. Uh, but even beyond that, you get Salvador Perez back. You get Mondesi back. You get Whit Merrifield, one of the best hitters in the AL. I mean, Alex Gordon had a great 60-game stretch to start the year last year. If he can duplicate that in this 60 games, that's going to be awesome for him. And then, of course, you move down the line to Solaire, uh, Hunter Dozier, all-star last year, and then Nicky Lopez, Ryan O'Hearn, and Ryan McBroom, three unknown guys who were having a good spring. I mean, Nicky Lopez, the stats don't show it as much, but he was hitting the ball hard. Uh, he was playing well. He looked good out there, just didn't couldn't really find the luck in spring training. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn and Ryan McBroom raked in spring training. I mean, absolutely raked. It, it, every day, uh, they would hit a home run. Every other day, uh, you know, one guy would hit a home run on Monday, the next guy hits it on Tuesday, and you can't make heads or tails of the first base conversation. So if you can continue that, this lineup is competitive. And then you get some pitching performances like we saw from uh, Josh Stomont in spring, like we saw from Trevor Rosenthal in spring, like we saw from Brady Singer in spring. You get some surprise pitching, you get that competitive lineup, you 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 know mix that together. And this year, you could see them in a 60-game season be a, be a playoff team. Now, you take that competitive lineup and you give them – you know, three guys who I think legitimately could eventually win a Cy Young. I don't mean to give you a world a, a word salad here, but I think that I think that Asa Lacy and Brady Singer have Cy Young potential. I think Daniel Lynch could be a a Cy Young finisher. Now, that's not saying that they will, because obviously we know in baseball a lot has to go right. You have to pan out. You know, you, you have to work out. And a lot of times these prospects don't. But that, that's three guys right there that I think can be a Cy Young winner. So you, and if they're not that potential, if they, don't, if they don't reach that Cy Young platform, I think they're going to be a two-starter, a number three starter in your rotation. That's a good rotation. That's a really good rotation. And you mix that with a competitive lineup, boom. And we saw how easy it is to put together a competitive lineup. It's a lot easier in Kansas City to build a lineup than it is to build a rotation because you can't go buy a Brady Singer. You can't go buy an Ace Lacey. If those guys pan out, they're going to cost you $200 million in the open market. 
But you can go buy a, a Michael Franco. I mean, you can go find a stick. You can't find an arm in Kansas City. Let's hit a break real quick. A little bit late to the break. Sorry about that. But we'll head over to our good friends over at rockauto.com because, listen, folks, rockauto.com is fantastic. rockauto.com has been serving auto parts online for 20 years. Think about that. 20 years ago, you had no idea how to send an email correctly. You were still calling your son into the to the office and telling him, hey, type this email for me. How do, how do I do this? How do I, how, I'm, you're, you're freaking out. You don't know how to send an email or anything like that. You're on dial-up internet. Everything's moving slow. But you could have been going to rockauto.com and you could have been buying auto parts. They have an amazing selection. They have reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar because Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get $10 off. Built Bar has high protein, but low calorie, low carb, low sugar. It's good for you, but it tastes like a candy bar. It has a, a chocolate coating on the outside. The flavors are just magnificent. I promise you, you're going to want to check this out. And if you're a little bit weary of protein bars, I understand, because protein bars typically are chalky, Hard to, hard to swallow, hard to get down. You don't like the aftertaste. I, I understand that, and I was skeptical too. But Built Bar sent all of our hosts a free supply. We got to try out all the flavors. They are fantastic. And for low-calorie, low-carb, low-sugar, you can use these as a meal replacement. I use them uh, as breakfast. Fills you up until like 1 p.m. You're good to go. Then you can have your lunch and move on about your day. They're also great pre-workout, post-workout. I cannot recommend Built Bar enough. I personally love the banana nut bread. I also love anything with peanut butter because once you have that peanut butter with that chocolate coating on the outside, you get the picture. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKDOWN, get $10 off that first order. So I think we've gotten through three questions here and we're already at the 18-minute mark on usually a 15-minute show. So I'm going to answer a couple more, but I will split this into two parts. So if your question, I'm telling you, there are a ton of questions on this subreddit. If your question did not get answered in this show, tune back in on Monday and we'll answer them on next week's show. But I'm going to continue to answer a couple more. So this next one comes from uh, Joe McMillan Jr. And they ask, how soon before we trade with Merrifield? This is a great question. So... Obviously, we know that Whit Merrifield is a hot topic when it comes to trading uh, on the trade market. We are, we're not sure if the Royals want to re-sign him and lock him up long-term. Also, not really sure of his trade value. Um, obviously, a great hitter. Obviously, a utility guy, which helps a lot in the NL before they implemented the, the DH. Um, but you look at Whit Merrifield, he's still a valuable guy no matter what league you put him in, no matter if there's a DH or not. I don't think he gets traded this year, obviously. The trade deadline this year is August 31st, so they can make trades, but a trade for Whit Merrifield is just too complex. Like, the Royals are not going to just give up on Whit Merrifield. They're not going to just give him away for free. He's not an expiring contract. He's not someone that you absolutely have to move, and I think that the moves before that August 31st trade deadline will be rushed, and you won't get a lot back in return. I don't think you trade Whit Merrifield this this period right here, uh, this 60-game season. I think he stays in Kansas City this entire length of the way. However, when we get to the winter meetings next year, I don't think a trade for Merrifield is off the table. I think that the winter meetings next year, Whit Merrifield gets traded. It was a fun ride. He's been awesome. Sadly, I think he gets traded 
I would personally like Witt to stay here uh, for his entire career, but that's not, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I honestly don't. Um, but like I said, this team is closer to contending than you think. So if they can talk him into an extension that's pretty team friendly, then you get that, you get those pitchers up here. You've got a centerpiece to your lineup. You've got three guys that I think have Cy Young potential and even more who can fill out and be a very solid two threes in the major leagues. I mean, this pitching staff is going to be loaded. Uh, so you get a guy like Whit Merrifield and you, you become a contender pretty quickly. But I do think that he will be traded probably at the winter meetings next year. I mean, we've been saying that for like the past five winter meetings, it feels like. Uh, but I think that this winter meetings is the one. So the next question and probably the last question of the day. And again, I, I do love all of the questions we've got so far. There was not one question that I did not want to answer. So please, if your question did not get answered on the show, tune back in on Monday because I cannot wait to dive into these ones. So the last question I want to talk about today is a two-part question from Pancake Guru 47 Who has the best can- pancakes, Pancake Guru, on Reddit? Who do you think is the next leader slash star of the Royals will be? Uh, and how many years until we see Bobby Witt Jr. in the major leagues? So I'll answer the Bobby Witt Jr. question first. This is an interesting one because it, it, it really depends on a lot of things, and obviously, but especially in his case, because he's not going to get a minor league season this year. He's not going to be able to play any professional baseball this year unless he's on the taxi squad, which we'll see on Sunday. And again, that taxi squad is a 60-team roster, a 60-man roster uh, that keeps guys in Kansas City, uh, keeps guys working out, staying ready in case they need uh, to call up anybody in case of injury, a COVID-19 positive test, things like that. I, I don't know if he'll be on the roster. I would expect him to be on the roster just so he keeps working out, not because he's going to play major league games. But I think that this does set back some development for these high school guys, and that's why it was so important to draft these college pitchers. I think that these high school guys really take a step back for a second, um, not in terms of regression, but just in terms of getting mentally prepared to play professional baseball. So the ETA on Bobby Witt Jr., I would say mm, probably like 2023, 2024, probably. I would say that I would say 2024, he breaks camp with, with Kansas City. I would say 2023, they hold him down and get that extra year. So they hold him down for like the first month and then they call him up and get the extra year of service time. And he plays out the year there, but he breaks camp with Kansas City in 2024. And I think that Bobby Witt Jr. Day is going to be bigger than Eric Hosmer Day. I mean, if you're a Rose fan, you remember Eric Hosmer Day whenever he got called up. I think that Bobby Witt Jr. Day is going to be much bigger. Uh, It's going to be a huge, huge deal. So I'll answer your next question now. Who do you think will be the next leader and star of the Royals? So obviously you're saying that, you know, Gordon retires. Duh. He's going to retire after this year or next year. Uh, Salvi's going to transition into the old veteran on the team that's kind of holding everything together. And I think that, I think that face of the franchise, you know, your marketing star, it'll be Salvi. Uh, but in terms of the star, the, the, the best player and Bobby Wood Jr. does seem marketable. I'm going to go Bobby Wood Jr. I think that he's going to be, um, he's going to be your star. Now I do that because number one, as you can tell, I'm just in love with Bobby Wood Jr.'s talent, but he's going to play every day. Now, if I'm going to go best, just straight up best player, just the best baseball player, I'd probably say Asa Lacey. Asa Lacey looks incredible. But he's only going to play every fifth day. By what June will be in that lineup every single day. 
So I think that he'll be someone that you can gravitate towards um, and someone that you can, you know, market your team towards and things like that. But I think that Asa Lacey, for those of you that remember watching Zach Grinke, um, and, and believe it or not, there's a generation um, who can't really remember him in Kansas City anymore. Um, but I think that Asa Lacey will give you that feeling that you had with Zach Grinke, only now the Royals will have a team that can actually let him win in Kansas City, which is going to be pretty awesome. Uh, so, you know, again, I think that the star of this team, the next wave, the next guy you look at, the next face of the Royals, uh, in terms of the talented aspect of this, will be Bobby Witt Jr. I'm not going to say that it's not going to be Salvador Perez in, in terms of fan favorite, because obviously it's going to be Salvador Perez. Uh, but in terms of the best player, I'm going to say Bobby Witt Jr., and you know what? Let's answer just just one more question. Just one more. Um, so this is from Chiefs fan one one. Oh wait, excuse me, Chiefs fan ten ten. So any chance we see Brady Singer, Jackson Coart, Daniel Lynch, etc. in the majors this season with only with only sixty games? I think that I think that there's a good chance you see Brady Singer. He was someone that was floated around that maybe he even breaks camp with Kansas City, which I was always against. Not because I don't like Brady Singer, but because I don't like the the business side of baseball to where if you call him up on opening day, you lose a year of service time. I and mean, this year counts against you in service time, and that was just always going to be stupid. In a 162-game season, that was always going to be stupid to do that because this team was not going to compete. So why would we waste a year of control of Brady Singer for like three extra starts? That would have been stupid. But in a 60-game season, I believe that date is eight days. I think that eight days is how long you have to hold somebody down for them for this not to count against them, for the service time not to count against them. So I think that starting on, like, game nine for the Royals will be Brady Singer. I really do. Uh, Jackson Coart, he's going to be on the 60-man roster. So is Daniel Lynch. He'll be on the 60-man taxi squad. Uh, they'll be, you know, practicing and they'll be staying ready. I'm not sure if they play. Asa Lacey will be on the 60-man roster, I do think. Um, I think all these young guys will be because you can use that you know, to, to supplement a little bit of that minor league season that you lost. So I think that we see Singer for sure. Coart, Lynch, Lacey, not, I'm not so sure about that. I'm not going to rule it out for sure. not going to rule it out at all. Um, I think that if this team is in the mix, game like, you know, game 45, this team is in the mix. If this team's right there, call up Lacey, call up Lynch, you know, call up these, call up these pitchers uh, and, and just go for it because at that point you would have – you would not lose a year of service time and you have nothing else to lo- – I mean, you have nothing to lose at that point. If you're in the mix, you're not going to – you know, you're not going to get a great draft pick anyway if you're in the mix. You might as well just go for it. It's a 60-game season. Get in. And once you get in, as we saw in 2014, anything can happen. So that's the last question of the day. Again, I just want to stress this again. There's still questions to be answered from a lot of you out there, and I'm going to get to them on Monday because it's just a fantastic thread right here of people asking questions, and they've all been great questions. So I'll get to those on Monday and also talk more about this season as a whole. So follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Also in the description, wherever you get this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating. If you want to be in the Fantasy Baseball League and enter for free to win a prize, you can either DM me on Twitter, your ESPN account information, or you can email your ESPN username uh, to lockdownroyals at gmail.com. So it's free to enter. 
taken all entries, go ahead and email me over there. If you've already done that, just send me a, a follow-up email saying that you're still interested, you still want to join the league. Uh, that way I know kind of who's all still in, in the game here. Um, you can just look forward to Monday's show where we answer more of your questions, and then also um, we're going to talk about this season and talk about you know all the twists and turns for the Royals. If you want to leave more questions, you can go to this, the KC Royals subreddit, uh, find my post. It just says Locked on Royals in the title. Just find that post and then drop your question down there and I can get to it on Monday. So be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Royals.